Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swing. Yes, and once again, we do want to thank our two, um, uh, what, what is it, our two, I guess, biggest contributors, obviously Sharpshooter Funding, but we also want to thank Sebastian Kane for the song, as well as Colin uh, with his metal band. Uh, they have been big sponsors of us making theme songs, making intro spots, things like that for us for a couple of years now. So always always want to thank them because they're they're part of the reason the show is as big as it is. So Yes, and uh, extra uh, special thank you from all of us. Yes, we appreciate everything they do, uh that they've uh, helped us out and uh help further the show so we don't have to uh keep using old team songs from uh, we're going to start calling the WWE a bunch of has-beens because that's what they're starting to be. It's getting ridiculous. It really, really is. And here's my example of that. 2011, Miz headline in Mesomania. 2021, he could headline again. So uh, I'll just I'll just leave that there for you guys to think about. <clears throat> so... And uh, real quick, if I could, uh, uh, the uh, Attitude Are Live would like to uh, send uh, some uh, some condolences uh, to one of our former guests. Uh, uh, her mother, uh, Jeannie Clark, her mother, uh, passed away. Um, and uh, you guys all know uh, uh, Jeannie as uh, being uh, married to a guy that uh, wrestled uh, in the uh, – mid 90s to early 2000s uh, a guy by the name of Stone Cold Steve Austin someone that's no, uh, no one's ever heard of really uh it was his uh, mother-in-law ex-mother-in-law that passed away so we want to send condolences out to their family uh for their loss uh, during this time so just had to go ahead and send that okay how about you guys what's going on say what did you guys hear? Did you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. 
Okay. Uh, big swing. He must have uh, stepped away, but uh, I don't know what happened to him. But uh, we got a big show tonight. Uh, our first guest uh, is going to be calling in here in about 10 minutes. Um, uh, our first guest will be a um, – do you guys remember when we had uh, members of BEW on a couple weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have uh, another one of their wrestlers. Um, we're going to have Samantha Sly, uh, Slides, uh, their uh, female champion, is going to be on with us uh, tonight. And we're also going to have uh, Scott Hensley, um, an awesome ring announcer, independent ring announcer. And uh, we're going to have him on with us, as well as uh, a famous actor. Uh, and wrestler, uh, one half of the Cuban Assassins, and uh, we're going to have um, Richie Acevedo on with us. So I'm looking forward to that. Sounds like an awesome night. You know, it, you know, you know, it always we always you know we always look to entertain, and uh, we always look to have big guests on, and uh, you know, of course, this week will be no different. And uh, there's uh, there's big stuff on the horizon. Um, just so you know, uh, 2022 is now half booked. Um, so I've been putting a lot of uh, putting in a lot of time getting guests. Uh, uh, hopefully, I should have uh, 2022 calendar fully booked. I would say by the uh, end of March is my hope. Uh, now I'm going to take a little break a little bit and. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, I had to step away for a minute, but I'm, I'm back for a couple minutes. But anyway, I can't. Sorry to cut you off. <clears throat> well, yeah, I was just telling everybody that uh, we are uh, now booked halfway through 2022, and I should have 2022 calendar filled up by the end of March. That is my goal, and then I'll, I'm going to take a break for a while. So, so here's the thing. Do you, do you, when you talk to these people, and they'll, I kind of had a lot of people ask me, uh, people who are you know listeners of the show and things, uh, you know, every, every week or every couple of weeks you come on and, you know, you tell us uh, you booked us this far in advance. And, you know, so far, uh, you know, you've you've lived up to that. I mean, we've had a guest. We've had multiple guests every single week pretty much since our existence. But uh, one person asked me, and I don't know if you want to give away your trade secrets or not uh, live on the air, but somebody asked me, uh, how, how does Icon – get in touch with some of these people can he possibly can a dude from and don't take this the wrong way but a dude from little ass fargo north dakota really know that many people uh to be able to get wrestlers from not just all over the country but all over the world so uh you can choose to plead the fifth or you can maybe let us in on your process of how do you get some of these guys if you'd like well, yeah, I, I uh, yeah, I don't have a, uh, I'm not going to give away my secrets, but I can let you know that uh, most people that uh, know me know that I was a producer for a nationally syndicated uh, radio talk show host, the Ben and Jim Show, uh, uh, in the uh, uh, late '90s, uh, early 2000s, and. Uh, uh, I, I I learned a lot from uh, from being their uh, producer, uh, how to get guests and how to talk to people and how to find people. Uh, and uh, with all the guests that we've had uh, in the past, 
they get me in touch with people I need to. I call them up and I say, hey, can you get me in touch with this guy? Can you get me in touch with this guy? Or uh, who's their agent? That kind of stuff. And then uh, um, most are willing to oblige, which is uh, which is nice. And I awesome. and I love uh, I love get, I love getting guests for our for our listeners and I love getting uh I guess for you guys to meet and talk to and uh you know it's uh it, you know it's just it's just fun for me getting to know all these people. Uh but you know the thing is it I will say this though it's gotten a lot easier than it used to be uh because more people have heard of the show and uh, the word of mouth in the wrestling business, not that I'm bragging, uh, but uh, uh, we're, we've really picked up a lot of traction with what we do and uh, word of mouth from people. And uh, I will admit, sometimes it did get a little out of hand there for a while because, you know, they, they would write me and say, how come you haven't asked me to be on? Well, uh, no... Uh, it's not that I didn't want you to be on. Uh, I didn't know that you were interested until now. When do you want to be on? Here's my open dates. Let's go. You know, so that's basically what it is. Word of mouth can either make you or it can break you. Just yeah, saying. Like one guy I've been ha- like one guy Pretty been much. issues with. You know. Well, um, another thing, guys, I wanted to touch on real quick before we get our first guest on. Uh, on the air is um, we talked a little bit about it off the air before we came on tonight was Elimination Chamber, uh, which was last night. Uh, you know, and, and the matches that they're that they're doing now. Um, we touched a little bit about it, like I said before, and so I already know you guys' opinions. But if you want to rehash them, <clears throat> the fact that uh, the Miz is now WWE champion uh, and Edge has a match against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, what do you think about WWE continuing to do what people are bitching about and go back to the well to these old superstars who are past their prime, Edge included, it pains me to say it, but Edge included, who are past their prime instead of pushing the young talent. I mean, why do they invest so much in NXT if they're going to put them on 40, 45-year-old superstars for titles, you know? Well, you know, it's. Uh, I remember back in the day how they used to complain about WCW having old wrestlers on and uh what are they doing now they're doing the same thing you know of course let's 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 be honest 45 years old is not old but it's not young either you know so give me one sec guys and also let me know um what do you guys think about you know what they're doing with the women's division right now because I mean I know Rhea Ripley's coming to Raw, but that's really the only big news. It it was the biggest thing that they had going for a while, and now it seems like it's sitting stagnant. Well, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Well, I haven't really watched a lot of WWE lately myself. I've just had so much going on and trying to do other things and get things taken care of, and so I really last week was a total disaster area. So. My husband, he had to work all night Sunday night, all night Monday night. <laughs> he had to work every day last week because of the snow we got here in Arkansas. And so I just haven't been watching a lot of 
WWE lately because I've had a lot going on, so I can't really comment on the women's division or, you know, whatever. So, Well, you know, with, with the WWE currently, I mean, you know, um, you guys, uh, you guys um, may feel this way or, or may not feel this way, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna state it anyway. Um, that um, uh, whether people realize it or not, I mean, yes, this is a wrestling show and this is a, a, a wrestling podcast. When you think about it, although it may be a small, small part, we are part of the business. Because of what we do, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys feel that way or not, but it's true. We are technically part of the business because of what we do on this show. True. And uh, you know, everybody has the right to their opinion, uh, and uh, we'll we'll give ours all the time. But uh, the WWE has just gotten so bad that uh, I'll record it and then I'll fast forward through it. Uh, unless I see something uh, worth watching. And, you know, something, there really has not been a whole heck of a lot um, to um, to uh, take in, really. Well, personally, I get more enjoyment going to my indie shows and then sometimes sitting watching WWE. And I love wrestling. I love it. I love the sport. But, I mean, like, Saturday... I, David and I ended up going to Owasso for Wrestling for a Cause because they had some front row tickets open up and everybody thought that Granny wasn't going to be there because I wasn't supposed to be there. But, and when I walked to the door, they're like, Granny, you said you were going to be here. And I said, well, Mother Nature had a change of plans in Granny's itinerary this weekend. So that's why I'm here. So. And I had a good time. I mean, it was an awesome show, awesome matches. You know, I had a good time. So, see, Granny, that's was, where you're lucky because whenever I show uh, at uh, some place, I, I hear one of two things. I hear, I thought we were sending him an invitation this year. Uh, who invited him? That's what I get. <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> well, you know, and, and the thing was, you know, some of them were teasing me. They said, Granny, you lied to us. I said, no, I didn't lie. I just, like I said, Mother Nature had to change your plans. <laughs> you know, blame Mother Nature on, on me being here tonight, you know. So, yeah, Little Rock ended up having 12 to 15 plus inches of snow. So the hotel contacted our state secretary for the Arkansas Moose Association and said, y'all need to reschedule your uh, conference. So it's going to be next week. I leave next Thursday on the 4th of March through the 7th. So uh, hopefully the weather will be a little bit more tolerable. Uh, uh, I'm still having issues with... uh... Uh, the uh, still uh, be watching the board. I'm still having issues with my with my damn laptop. So, be watching for our first guest. Should be uh, calling in soon. I hope. So, uh, I'm going to try and get my laptop part back up here. No, it's not my laptop. It's some secondhand used thing that <laughs> doesn't uh, doesn't really work. So, uh, I'm back up, and hopefully that our guest will call in, and uh, we'll just. Uh, wait patiently for her to call in. 
Well, so, uh, you know, for everybody that, uh, of course, knows uh, myself and Granny, you know, she's got her stuff going on, and uh, the Bison had their second game of the season uh, last night, uh, of course, five months after the first game of the season, and uh, uh, they did uh, they, they did beat uh, Youngstown State, the Penguins. So, so what uh, time, um, wh- wh- when were we supposed when were we supposed to have the first guest calling in here, just so I can be ready uh, at the switchboard? Uh, she, well, I was supposed to be calling in now, so. Well. So, um, I, uh, have, uh, I mean, every, all the guests tonight have confirmed, so, um, we'll just, uh, we'll just wait for them. <sighs> you know, it's, you know, it's interesting, you know, Granny, you were talking about weather, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we, uh, we want to send, uh, uh, well wishes to all our fans down in Texas, uh, you know, um, <laughs> it's, um, uh, you know, we, uh, I know that they're battling down there and, uh, we've had issues like that down here in North Dakota. So I have a lot of friends that are from, that live in Texas, a lot of my wrestling family friends, and it's not been good down there for them in Texas, needless to say. Yeah, it's, uh, it has been, um, been pretty trying i I know for a lot of people, you know so I have no idea where our first guest is uh but uh i've been giving her, I've been giving them countdowns all day, and uh <clears throat> see if I can get a hold of them um okay. And I don't there's, have there's, a, there's, uh, nothing, there's nothing yet in terms of first guest. I've been waiting. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if you wanted to get in touch with them or whatnot, but uh, I don't. I don't see anything at the moment. I've been sitting waiting to click it and introduce you, uh, well, but yeah, I don't see yeah, it yet. I, um, I, uh, I don't have a contact number for, uh, for them. Um, I never had it, um, so. So, um, we need something then. We're waiting on, you know, guests and things like that. We can't, we can't be having dead air. So, um, well, so, so Granny, Granny, how was your weekend? Tell us a story. Well, uh, like I said, uh, Mother Nature played some havoc with uh, Arkansas weather this past week. We didn't get as much snow as Little Rock did, but we got some and. Uh, I got to share something real funny with you guys really quick. I I call into this podcast um, occasionally on Tuesday nights, and one of the guys that's on the podcast, he says to me last week, he says, Granny, I have a proposition for you. And, of course, the host of the podcast, Brady Hicks, he's like, uh-oh, this might not be good, Granny, you know. But I said, I said, okay, Ray Bogus, let's hear it. He says, if you agreed to wear a New Jack shirt or a NWO shirt and turn heel for one wrestling show, I would give you $100 to the charity of your choice. 
<laughs> and I'm like, Ray Bogus, I said, do you know how many little kids' hearts and people's hearts I would break if I did that? You know, he says, but Granny, just stop and think. He says, nobody would expect it. It would be the best thing ever, you know, and... I said, I don't know. I said, I got to think about. I got to think about this. And of course, then my good friend Papa Stro, Maestro, he was like, he says, Oh, we could start calling you Granny Jack. <laughs> I go, oh, Come on, guys. I said, I don't know. I said, I just don't. I don't do the heel thing, you know. So, I got to think about this. You know, I got to think about this for a few weeks. <laughs> so, what's your opinion, guys? I mean, you know. Well, I well the the heel persona just really won't work for you. I don't think you know. I know. I I and I keep trying to tell him that, but you know, but but he said he would give if I did that for one wrestling show, he would give me a hundred dollars to go to the charity of my choice. <laughs> so I thought that was quite amusing. But anyways, moving that is, on. That is pretty weird. <clears throat> moving on. Sylvester but, J. Fox uh, might enjoy hearing that, but I don't, Sly, don't get any ideas. It's not going to happen, I don't think, my friend. So if you're listening yeah. out there, I don't think Granny's going to turn heel. <laughs> I I do know one thing, uh, Granny, that um, uh, I know little Homer's waiting patiently for, hoping that uh, you can come down for the wedding because he's late. Well, yeah, I know he's I'm hoping I, yeah, I'm hoping, yeah, but I would be coming up to North Dakota for the wedding. You got to remember, I'm in Arkansas, so I'd be coming up to the wedding to, to North Dakota. <laughs> so well, we'll see. Well, I'm I'm hoping well, I, I'm hoping I can I'm hoping I can make it. You know, I don't know. I just my schedule's been real real crazy lately. So <clears throat> I don't know. Well, I'll have well to you wait know, and it's see. funny. I've, all, I've always I've always used the uh, I've always used the uh, I've always used I've always used the term. Um, uh, when you come to North Dakota, you're always coming down with something. That's why. I, that's where uh, I always use the uh, term "coming down." Coming down. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. That that is true. So, I mean, Homer I, I, loves I, you, I, by the way. So, I, I I I love my state. I love all the people here. But you know, it's very interesting. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I so, guess we'll just. Uh, I, I guess we'll just uh, moving along. We'll just kind of fill time. Uh, uh, I don't know if our uh, other guests would be uh, available right now, so uh, I want to give them full allotment of time. Uh, I can see if our guest is available uh, to call in uh, right now. But uh, see, here's the thing: for our fans listening, I hate when this this kind of stuff happens because when this happens. It, yeah, I I I hate it because it just it just throws uh, our whole routine off. I mean, you know, just screws everything up. Yeah, I mean, especially when uh, you know they've confirmed and uh, you know it um, it just drives me crazy. You know. Well, um, is it a situation where we have to call them, perhaps, or if i if i had if i had their direct if i had their new uh phone number yes i'd call them but i don't uh, have their well, new well what about the second guest can we bump them up a little bit so we don't have dead air time cuz 
Like I said, I'm I'm doing triple duty, bro. I can't sit here and just and normally I can sit I, here I and know, just use my radio experience to start a conversation and just talk about BS until the next guest calls. But I don't have time to do that tonight with everything I got going on. So, can can, can we bump the second guest up, perhaps? Or well, I will uh, I will try. In our third guest, we we have a lot of time that we can fill. So let me let me see here. Um. So, Granny, you guys got a new, uh, you guys got a new uh, outfielder, I believe he plays outfield, Andrew Benintendi, Benintendi coming over from the uh, Red Sox to the Royals. Are you, uh, mm-hmm. how are you feeling? How are you feeling about the Royals with baseball season right around the corner? Well, I love it, and you know, we were supposed to have an exhibition game with some of the Kansas City Royals and our Northwest Arkansas Naturals, like sometime in March, but. Um, I don't know if it just because still COVID-related issues that they've kind of, like, decided not to do it right now. I don't know if they're going to do it. Um, I haven't heard a lot yet. But we're hoping to be able to have Northwest Arkansas Naturals baseball season this year because we didn't get right. no baseball well, last year in Springdale. So, Icon, we do have a 931 number on. Well, we'll see if this is them. Hold on. Uh, put them on. All righty. Well, I'm going to put them through, and we'll figure it out. Here they are. All right, 931. Hey, this is Scott Hensley, and you're listening to Attitude Era Live with the host of the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Holkster. Awesome. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you the proper interview, and I thank you for calling in early. Uh, and uh, uh, we, uh, I'm going to give you the proper introduction, and then uh, – We'll, we'll go right into the interview. Okay, Scotty? Hey, that sounds great. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, already stepped out of the green room, already waiting in the ring. He is our second, now our first combatant of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the most awesome ring announcer in the history of independent wrestling today, with the exception of me. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Scott Hensley. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Hey, Scott, how's it going, buddy? Hey, it's great here in Tennessee. All right. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. We have Scott Henley as our guest here. we got uh, 30 minutes here with Scott. Uh, if you want to give us a little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, interview you and have some fun. Sure, yeah. I started out in wrestling in 2006. Uh, I actually uh, hooked up with a local guy and uh, kind of helped him promote a local fundraiser show and ended up uh, refing for Abdullah the Butcher that night. Uh, so then uh, I sort of networked my way into ring announcing and uh, have since then uh, begun promoting. And uh, I run the Scenic City Invitational in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I also am the ring announcer for Action Wrestling down in Tyrone, Georgia, and uh, help out occasionally at TWE here in Chattanooga. But uh, looking forward to uh, working in the future with uh, Action Wrestling, going to do uh, WrestleMania weekend with them, and uh, just continuing to help great causes around Chattanooga raise money and uh, give area guys uh, good uh, showcase opportunities to be seen. And uh, we've had a, a lot of great guys come through before they got signed, uh, guys like Moose and uh, Congo Kong and Leo Rush and Matt Riddle and Anthony Henry, Benjamin Carter, 
lots of guys that have gotten good opportunities with TNA, AEW, and WWE. So, well, Scott, I'm kind of curious about this. Uh, you know, you've uh, you met a lot of uh, individuals that, you know, have, uh, you know, turned pro, as they say. Uh, but uh, have you ever, uh, did you know ahead of time that uh, they were uh, moving up in the ranks, or did you just happen to flip on the TV one day and was like, oh, my God, it's that person? Have, have you ever had one of those moments or uh, no. not? Oh yeah, I mean a, a lot of times we we sort of know a little bit ahead of time when when they're going to to be signed. You know, a lot of times they try to keep that pretty hush hush. But uh, myself and my partners, we're we stay in pretty good touch with uh, a lot of the wrestlers and uh, try to help them sort of network around. And so we're we're not the the last to know usually. Uh, Scott Henley is our guest here. We have uh, 27 minutes here with Scott. You know, the reason why I asked that. Uh, Scott is because uh, that actually happened to us. Uh, we had a we had a guest on, and uh, once again the name escapes me because my short term memory is gone. But uh, all those all those chair shots. Uh, but uh, uh, Big Swing was watching uh, uh, any uh, um, NEW or whatever. AEW and uh, yeah, AEW Ken- and Ken- uh, Kenzie Page icon. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, uh, he was watching, and he, he called me up and said, oh, my God, look who's on TV. And I turned around and I was like, oh, my God, it's her, you know. And, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, we interviewed her when she was 17. Uh, we were oh, yeah. Her first, uh, we were actually her first uh, interview ever. And, uh, Very nice. It was, um, uh, and uh, it was kind of cool. So, um so you uh, you started out as a referee, and uh, then you became a, a ring announcer. What what do you uh, is there one thing you like over the other, or is it doesn't does not matter? No, oh, I definitely prefer ring announcing over refereeing. Uh, I only refereed that one time, and that was enough for me. Uh, with with ring announcing, uh, I enjoy making that connection with the crowd and getting everybody excited and then just really projecting that excitement on all the wrestlers that do travel so far and work so hard. And, uh, you know, wrestlers are absolute superheroes to me. You know, even the worst wrestler is still a superhero to me because they're willing to get in there and make the sacrifices to try to entertain the people. Now, when you, uh, as, you know, as a ring announcer, um, and uh, I'm going to ask you an ego question here because I, I can't help myself. But uh, the way I uh, the way I introduced you, like I do all our guests, uh, what was your uh, on a scale of one to ten? How would you rank my uh, ring announcing skills? <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, it's a little over the top to call me the, the greatest of all time uh, under you, of course. But uh, but very good. Yeah, it's very uh, exciting. That's awesome. So uh, now, being a uh, being a ring announcer and being uh, a behind the scenes guy, uh, you know the the question of uh, whether you're a baby face or heel doesn't really apply. But uh, have you ever had uh, an issue where um, a crowd has not been uh, um, welcoming to you as a ring announcer? 
I, I actually have. I had some fans that came and heckled me one time. Uh, they were from a sort of rival show here in the Chattanooga area, and I was doing a uh, – it was actually Arn Anderson's homecoming to Rome, Georgia, and uh, they were there from sort of a rival Chattanooga show, and they had some guys on that show that they had traveled to see, and they know me from my show. And, you know, with, with local wrestling, there's always some politics, and, of course, you're going to be the bad guy in somebody's story. So so they, they were heckling me for probably the first three or four matches, and uh, I just – powered through it and smiled and uh i think at intermission i even went over and said hey it's good to see you guys and they didn't know what to think and they quit (laughs) (laughs) well uh we have uh uh we have uh we have have our guest here we have uh, scott hensley here with us uh and uh, we have about uh 23 minutes give or take because uh, I'm loving this interview, and uh, I do appreciate you calling in early to fill in, because uh, uh, our first guest stiffed us, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But uh, uh, Granny uh, is uh, our other co-host here, Scott, and uh, she's usually what they they call the ringside diva. And uh, 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 Granny, what do you have for our guest, Scott Henley? Go ahead. Well, I I'm not a wrestler. I'm my, my name is Granny Hulkster, just my gimmick name, but because I love wrestling, I'm a big huge fan. I have a lot of uh, people that I know that actually wrestle in Tennessee. Um, I've got several friends um, in the Dyersburg area. Um, he does his own promotion thing over there. I don't know. Are you familiar with the name of Greg Anthony? He goes by the Golden Boy. Absolutely, yeah. Just, Greg's been around a long oh, time, and I think he oh, was yeah. an NWA ju- junior heavyweight champion there for a little while. And well, when see, there was a show that used to run, well, a couple shows that used to run in Arkansas because I live in Arkansas, and one was traditional championship wrestling, and they used to televise, they did TV tapings, and I went to a lot of those shows, and they still show the old TCW reruns in Little Rock area on TV, and. Because when Greg was wrestling for TCW, he was always the heel, and I would call him Golden Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like and one it. One time we had we had Chris Masters there at TCW, and he came out, and I immediately started the chant of Golden Girl, and Chris was like, he says, man, he says, you know what they're calling you? They're calling you Golden Girl, <laughs> you know. <laughs> It was it was hilarious, but no, I no, I'm really good friends with Greg and and his family, and I I would love to get down to Dyersburg and see one of Greg's shows. I really would. I mean, but um, so what has been one of the most interesting matches you've ever got to ring announce? I mean, you know, or be a part of. <laughs> well, I actually got to ring announce Bobby Eaton's last match. Oh, wow. He was, uh, it was in Huntsville, Alabama. It was a fundraiser for a high school. And uh, Bobby, Bobby's not in great physical shape nowadays. No, he's not. I'm friends with Bobby, too. That's, I'm really good friends with Bobby as well. But uh, he he was still willing to come out and work with us and try to help raise some money that night. And uh, so, I mean, to sort of peek behind the curtain, the guy that was wrestling him was the promoter. His name was Wild Thing Will Owens. And 
I asked, I said, well, what is he, what, what are you guys going to do out there? And he, he said, you just leave that to us. And he said, uh, you know, just, just help Bobby in the ring. And I said, wait a minute, I have to help him in the ring? You know, it's it's an honor to be able to, to share that ring with him. But at the same time, you know, I, I worry about their safety as well. But, uh, oh, so, you know, Bobby comes out and, you know, I help him up in the ring there. And uh, Will starts talking some trash and Bobby just punches his lights out and covers him one, two, three. And uh, that was all she wrote on that one. But uh, it was it was a good moment. You know, not not a great match, but a great moment. Well, I remember we were at a wrestling show in Harrison, Arkansas at Mid-States Wrestling. It was a legend show. He does a lot of – Jason Jones does a lot of legend shows. And, of course, Brian Thompson, you know, he's Bobby's booking agent, you know, and everything. And he's like – Brian Thompson always gave me grief at TCW. He says, Granny, what are you doing here? I said, shut up, Brian. I didn't come to see you. I came to see Bobby. You know, and, and Bobby says, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brian, leave her alone before I have to hurt you, you know. And, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 mean I, I could talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. Um, there was a show where Bob Wharton was at a legend show there in Harrison, and I was booing him, you know, and everything. And he just immediately stomps his foot, you know, and just stops in the match and puts his hands on his hips or his, and he stomps his foot and he starts shaking his finger at me. He says, Granny, I thought we were friends. I said, we are. He says, well, then why are you booing me? I said, because you're being a very bad boy right now, Bob Orton. Shame on you. <laughs> but I, I had hey. one wrestler tell me, I had one wrestler tell me one night, this is about four years ago, he got in my face and he says, Granny, don't you have a curfew at the nursing home? And I grabbed my keys out of my purse, and I doubled up my fist to him, and I threw my fist up in his face. I said, baby, I don't need no curfew. I got keys to the building, and he ran off screaming. (laughs) I never know what these guys are going to say to me or do to me. uh, Does Derek King work out there in Arkansas? Uh, he did. I have not seen Derek for quite some time. Um, okay. I don't know how long it's been since he's worked around this area, but I mean, I have a lot of friends in Arkansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee. I mean, I, I've I have so many wrestle and I'm not related to any of them, but I consider them my family. So. Yeah, Derek was a guy that I got to work with in Nashville, and I always loved working with him. I had sort of grown up watching him, and then got to work with him, and he's still doing some stuff uh, with uh, I think Burt Prentice occasionally, and uh, I guess the Jackson area of Tennessee, and he just he doesn't age. Oh, I know. Isn't that Burt Prentice? I mean, isn't that that USA Championship Wrestling or something like that? I believe so. Yeah, he does a lot of things with Jerry Lawler, and uh, yeah, he, he had yeah. Blake, he, he had Blake Christian a lot, and uh, you know, Blake Christian just got signed to WWE. Yeah, I, I've I've met Jerry Lawler on several occasions, you know, over the years, and I love Jerry Lawler. He's he's awesome, but. Um, it's just, you know, I, I enjoy being the fan that I am. I mean, you know, I, I'm i not afraid to stand up to these guys. I mean, 
I'm not afraid to get in their faces. And, you know, they holler at me. I, I remember one time uh, we were at, I was at a show over in Oklahoma for Wrestling for a Cause. They do independent shows for kids that are fighting childhood cancer. And Trevor Murdoch was there doing a seminar with the guys, and that was the second one that he had done. And and he says, go to Granny, use her as your goal, make her mad, <laughs> piss her off. And I'm like, oh, gee, Trevor, thanks. Like, I guess if they don't do that already, you know. And, yeah, but I remember, oh, yeah. The fir- I remember the first time that Trevor said that, he says, you know, he says, and then you have people like that God-fearing, loving woman over there, Granny Holkster, you know. And he started talking about the smart marks, and he started pointing at me, and I thought the promoter was just going to fall off the ring rope laughing, you know, and everything. And I said, Trevor, I don't know everything. He says, darling, you know more than most. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, you know, really? Are you kidding me? You know, but I've met some really great, I mean, the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky and Robert. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Ricky and Robert. They are just uh, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Tommy Dreamer. Super I mean, nice. Yeah, great. Oh, yeah. The last show that TCW did, Tommy Dreamer, because I had not had my first knee replacement yet on my first knee replacement surgery. So I was having to walk with a cane, and I had one of those fold-up canes. He grabbed that cane out of my hand and used that cane on Matt Riviera at TCW. And they're like, oh, my God, he's got Granny's cane. And Brian Thompson says, Granny, what do you think you're doing? This isn't fans. Bring your own weapons. <laughs> so, but That's great. I love it. But movies, hey, I, I really enjoyed chatting with you, but I'm going to let Icon continue this great interview. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I appreciate the insight there from a fan perspective, and it's always great when wrestlers can, uh, you know, incite that reaction from fans. I uh, we we had Joey Mercury come so, in. Uh, former I, I don't know WWE if you asked already, um, which obviously you know my question. I'm just going to pop in here from a production standpoint, um, from a storytelling standpoint. Also, tell us kind of how you got into where you're at. Like like you grew up watching. You know the the business. Did you have any uh, icons, pun intended, that you looked up to? Anybody you wanted to emulate? Like, kind of take us through your story. How did you decide to get into this profession? Uh, and and kind of you know run us through your life a little bit so we get a better understanding. Sure. Yeah, I grew up in Middle Tennessee, and we. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah that was my uh, fault. Yeah, I was trying to mute my mic. I muted yours by accident. No, you're good. Continue. Okay. You can hear me, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, go ahead. Okay, great. Um, so I grew up in Middle Tennessee, and uh, we had a local wrestling thing in Tennessee or Middle Tennessee, Tullahoma there, and it's still running, actually. It's called SWF. And so I had gone to some little local shows, and my grandmother was actually a big wrestling fan, and my mom would talk about her going to the, the wrestling matches in the Knoxville area and yelling until she couldn't uh, you know, talk for the next day or two. So maybe she was a, a granny hulkster herself. And uh, so uh, we actually ended up going to some WCW shows, and I went to some Starcades in Nashville. And, uh, you know, growing up, I was a big fan of, uh, like, you know, of course, Hulk Hogan and uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels loved that feud and uh, just really loved the uh, the NWO and that whole era, of course, with The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin and DX and all that stuff. But uh, 
when TNA came to Nashville, they started doing the weekly pay-per-views on Wednesday nights, and uh, I started going up there to that and got to see AJ Styles, some very early work of his, and uh, just fell in love with independent wrestling because I sort of traced, you know, where are all these guys coming from? You know, there's some guys from WWE, but there's also these independent guys I've never seen before, you know, that were wrestling on sort of the explosion, you know, the, the preliminary stuff as far as guys like Chris Hero and Delirious and, you know, CM Punk and guys like that that I discovered. And so, you know, I, I fell in love with Ring of Honor and I uh, would write some reports at local shows and some of the wrestlers I don't know if they were sucking up to me or if they actually appreciated it or what but uh, I uh, got to know some of the wrestlers and so at that point I started networking and like I said I uh, helped promote a local show here in the Chattanooga area and uh, it had uh, Jimmy Rave and uh, Chip Day that is a a big wrestler here in the southeast and uh, still is is one of the best wrestlers in this area but um, it, it was just a lot of fun for me, and as somebody that's, you know, I, I'm six foot one, and so, you know, I, I'm bigger than a lot of the wrestlers, but 2008, I actually had back surgery, and so any any hopes of ever, you know, being a wrestler went out the window, and so I, I finished my college degree and decided I would much rather be in on the business side of it. I tell people, I'll, I'll keep on talking so I can keep on walking, uh, but from there you know just the business side of it i I grew up sort of playing with gi joes and booking wrestling with them and you know playing uh extreme warfare revenge the the game on the computer where you book wrestlers and so you know i always just enjoyed doing that and then partnering with local schools for great causes it just all worked together and uh there for a while for the last two or three years before covid of course we were able to raise about twenty thousand dollars annually for hamilton county schools and we had fans fly in from around the world to attend our scenic city invitational events uh, so it, it's been a lot of fun for me. You know, I've gotten to work with guys that I grew up watching, you know, guys like AJ Styles. I uh, did commentary on his last independent event down in Canton, Georgia. And, uh, you know, guys like Delirious that I fell in love with at TNA and Ring of Honor. And um, it's just, it, it's an absolute dream to get to do what I do, and I'm, I'm so glad to get to do it. And like I said, there's also the, the charity aspect of it, of being able to raise thousands of dollars for uh, athletic programs where they are dependent on outside funds for that. So that's sort of how I got into it and uh, what I love doing. That's awesome. Uh, Scott Henley is our guest. Here we have... Uh, 13 minutes here with Scott. Now, uh, there's one thing I like to ask all independent uh, wrestling uh, uh, personnel that we have on uh, the show. So I'm going to put it to you. It's a two-part question. Um, let's say that uh, someone from like AEW or WWE is in an event that you're doing a uh, um, ring announcing for. And they they come up to you after the show and say, hey, you know what? We're we're looking for a, a ring announcer. You know, you should uh, come do a tryout for us. Two part question: One, is that something you'd want to do? And two, if you do get that big time contract deal, which you're not big time, but you still talk to us and still be our buddy. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely be open to uh, to seeing what they had to offer. Uh, I do have a family, and I do have a, a very good uh, shoot job, so to speak. Uh, I have great benefits. You know, I get eight weeks paid vacation a year, and uh, so, I mean, it would uh, – it would have to be a step in the right direction, so to speak. But at the same time, you know, if I could balance it with what I currently do, then, you know, that would be great too. And then, of course, I would be friends with you guys. Now, wouldn't this be awesome, though? You know, think about this, uh, you know, and it probably could never happen, but wouldn't this be awesome to have your uh, your grandma and our granny ringside next to each other? Would that not be an awesome sight Oh yeah, I think they would. Uh, I think the blood pressure would be through the roof. You know, see, Granny, uh, if Granny likes you, like she does me and Big Swing and you, you know, she'll make you cookies. <clears throat> and if uh, you get on her bad side, she put Ben Gay in your jock strap. Just ask Sylvester J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have oh, seen God, wrestlers do that to each don't other. Don't lie to the guy. I mean, that's like I'm I'm friends with Greg Anthony's grandmother. They call her the Golden Granny Rose Barnes. I'm friends nice. with her, and I would love to be able to sit next to her at one of Greg's wrestling shows because I think we'd have a blast together. <laughs> well, Granny, you know you'd love to do something to Sebastian J. Fox. You know that. Oh, yeah, definitely, most definitely. I mean, I'm just waiting for the day to get my opportunity just – he just he doesn't he doesn't know when it's gonna happen, so he's just it's one of these days it's coming fly, so just you know, <laughs> better be watching your back, my friend, because you never know when granny's gonna sneak up behind you, so That's why yeah, that's why we wanna get you down to our wedding because uh he'll probably be there. So uh I'll make sure you guys are in uh separate parts of the the, the pew. <laughs> yeah, you know separate what I mean? parts of the venue, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Scott Henry is our guest here. We've got about uh, 10 minutes. Now, uh, we'll, we'll touch on this a little bit. We're not going to go into too much detail because it's just depressing and it really sucks. But, uh, you know, you touched a little bit on COVID. Tell us a little bit about how COVID has affected uh, your career and what you're doing and uh, how it's affected your area. Well, it's been uh, really devastating for Scenic City because we do run in-school gyms and do run as fundraisers for, you know, athletic departments at high schools and middle schools. And so we haven't been able to do that. Luckily, back in October, we did partner with uh, TWE here in Chattanooga uh, to run what we call the uh, Scenic City Futures Tournament. Uh, it's uh, sponsored by Action Wrestling. It's actually, I guess, the Action Futures Showcase Tournament. And we had nine of the, the top up-and-coming guys in this area uh, wrestle in a one-night tournament or one-day tournament. And uh, it was really successful and really well-received. And, uh, you know, we also featured uh, Logan Creed from MLW and O'Shea Edwards from Ring of Honor and uh, AC Mack, the uh, action champion at the time. And so we, we were able to partner with them and use a lot of really great guys. But at the same time, with all the COVID stuff, you know, we, we were able to space people out and uh, we required masks and so I'm really looking forward to getting back in the schools, and I think we are able now 
with the way that the school gyms are set up to space people out. Uh, so I, I hope that that's something that we can do, you know, definitely in this calendar year. But at the same time, there's so many hurdles to jump through with the COVID because, you know, we, we want to follow the guidelines by, you know, the state of Tennessee and our county and then the school system and then the school itself and, uh, you know, a athletic groups by Tennessee. I guess it's the TSSAA or whatever. And so there's so many people that we have to, you know, make sure it's okay with before we can start running again. But hopefully we can maybe partner with TWE again to run something there. And we were able to have about 80 people at their building. So it, it wasn't you know, super small, but it wasn't big like we like either. So now, so with that being said, now, did you have to, uh, did you have to blank out your calendar to a certain point? Did you have a lot of uh, events that were canceled or postponed that will be rescheduled or, and now you can, or are you just sitting here waiting for a call when uh, you guys can get back into it? Well, fortunately we only run like three to four times a year. We try to run quarterly. And uh, so, you know, we, we had our Scenic City Invitational Tournament sort of on the books, and we were making announcements for that. Uh, you know, Benjamin Carter was going to be in that, and he recently signed with uh, NXT UK. And uh, so, you know, we're, we're definitely waiting for a call, so to speak, of, uh, you know, it's, it's safe or it's going to be okay to promote an event at the school. But at the same time, it, it didn't affect us near as much as places that have you know, a an actual brick-and-mortar building and have monthly bills. We only have bills when we run events, fortunately. And uh, with uh, the promotion that you're with, how many uh, different wrestlers do you guys have on, uh, on the roster? Uh, we have pretty much a rotating roster because so many of the guys we use are the top up-and-coming guys that uh, – a lot of times we're not able to use guys multiple times because they do sign exclusive deals or they are, uh, you know, busy trying to do other things to get signed. Uh, but we have, uh, we have a core of probably 10 to 12 guys that are, are at most of our events. And, uh, you know, we have some really talented guys in the Southeast. I actually put out a list of the top 220 wrestlers in the uh, Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia area. And uh, you can find that by going to my Twitter at uh, Scott C. Hensley. And uh, it's pinned at the top, but it is a top 220 list that I came up with. So, uh, you know, with all the people that uh, you have uh, contact with, maybe you could uh, would you be able to get us in contact with something that might uh, want to be guests on the show. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Awesome. And uh, um, we have Scott Henley as our guest here. We have uh, uh, we have my time frame here. We got about five minutes here left with Scott. And uh, I was gonna I was gonna do this. You kind of mentioned it a little bit, but if our fans wanted to follow you and check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? Yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm very active on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, both of those are Scott C. Hensley. That's S C O T T C H E N S L E Y. Scott C. Hensley. I also have a Twitter for uh, my Scenic City Invitational at S C I Tournament, and then uh, on Facebook it's just Scenic City Invitational. 
And then also on Instagram, I believe it's also uh, SCI Tournament on uh, Instagram as well. And uh, I would love to uh, make contact with fans across the southeast or beyond. And uh, we are also on IWTV. And I would encourage everybody to look up Action Wrestling as well. Big things happening at Action Wrestling. Uh, Anthony Henry just had his last independent match before going to uh, WWE. So you can look for him soon to pop up on uh, the WWE Network, or I guess that's moving over to Peacock. You know, and the other interesting thing, how you mentioned that, uh, Scott, is uh, uh, not that we're bragging here, but we are the number one wrestling uh, podcast in Vietnam. And uh, we are also uh, the number one wrestling podcast in uh, Australia, as a matter of fact. Very nice. Yeah, with IWTV, you know, that that stuff can be reached around the world. And, uh, you know, we, we got some reviews for action wrestling from, uh, I think we got a review from Japan uh, this past event. So, you know, we're we're going worldwide. And, uh, with, with, you know, with that being said, uh, one thing uh, also uh, – I believe you have a uh, cool collector's card that the icon made for you, right? Yeah, I appreciate that, and uh, I will. Uh, I'll find some copies of that and mail you guys some copies. All right, uh, and you need me to send, uh, I can resend you the address uh, so you know where to send that. Uh, that'd be awesome. I think I've got it, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, we have uh, Scott Henley as our guest here. Uh, we got about three minutes here with Scott. Um, what um, uh, do you uh, happen to know now uh, when your next event might be, when it is, where it is, uh, if tickets are available, or are you still waiting on that? Well, the next event I'm involved with is Action Wrestling on uh, March 19th in Tyrone, Georgia. I'm ring announcing there. They've got a big uh, championship match between Eric Royal, who just won the championship from AC Mack, who uh, had held that championship for 798 days. And Eric Royal defeated him at the last event. And uh, Royal will face uh, Matt Sells uh, at Tyrone, Georgia, March 19th. And that will be on uh, IWTV as well. And then uh, coming up after that, I will be in Tampa, Florida for WrestleMania weekend as part of the IWTV showcase uh, for uh, Action Wrestling and Southern Underground Pro's uh, noon event on April the 9th. That's awesome. Uh, Scott Henley is our guest here. We've got about uh, two minutes. Uh, so when uh, when people uh, see you uh, in, the, uh, in the ring as a ring announcer, um, you know, hopefully uh, some of our fans in uh, the general areas that you're in uh, will le- let you know this, but uh, how would you react if someone said, hey, I just heard you on Attitude Era Live a couple weeks ago. Man, you're awesome. <laughs> what, what was the question there? Uh, well, how would you react to that? I would say, yeah, those guys were great. I'm definitely uh recommend uh, following you guys, listening to you guys, and uh, I will be uh, trying to send some talent your way as far as uh, people to interview. Awesome. Yeah, if you, uh, if, uh, you know, we'll stay in uh, contact on Facebook Messenger, uh, you know, when, as you talk to the guys, just uh, send me their names and uh, how I can get a hold of them, and then I'll, uh, I'll get them on. Uh, we're currently booking for uh, 2022. Uh, our calendar's all booked up for 2021, but I still have one slot open each month. 
you know, to slip in uh, some cool report and guests. So, uh, yeah, we're, uh, I mean, we're, we're pretty popular, not that I'm bragging, but, uh, you know, we like to, uh, we like to bring the, the sauce, as they say, to the table. So that's awesome. But uh, hey, that sounds what, good. We thank you for taking time on your schedule tonight, and uh, we're glad that you could join us, and uh, we would love to have you on again as, uh, in the future. Hey, thank you so much, and uh, anytime. Thanks, have buddy. a great Take night. Care. Thank you. You guys, too. Scott Hensley, ladies and gentlemen. That's awesome. So uh, we'll just uh, wait for our uh, – our next guest, uh, they have been confirmed. So, well, we do, we do have the, we do have the three zero four number on icon. I can put them on if you want to introduce them. Uh, yeah, that would be our next guest. Yep. All right, take it away, ladies and gentlemen. Stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. Not only is he one half of the Cuban assassin, he is. Not only the coolest independent wrestler in the world today, he's also a great actor as well. And he's going to talk to us all about those three aspects of his career. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Ricky Estevino. Hey, guys. Hey, this is the Cuban assassin, Richie Estevino. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with your host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. Hey, Richie, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good. good. Uh, we have uh, Richie Acevedo here. we got 45 minutes here with Richie, and this is going to be a fun interview because we have a lot of stuff to cover, uh, and uh, we're uh, that's why we decided to have you on as a third guest because there's a lot of stuff that we want to cover. We have a lot of questions for you. Hope you'll, uh, hopefully you'll be ready for them all. Uh, I hope we'll be able to answer them all and get them all in. We'll be more glad to. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll start. If you uh, want to give us a quick little background about yourself, and then we'll uh, ask you some questions and fill in the blank. Well, sure. I'm. Uh, I am the second generation wrestler, a son of the original Cuban assassin, more commonly known as the Cuban assassin from Calgary. Stampede Wrestling, the Hart Family famous promotion, and I've been wrestling for 32 years, uh, coming up on this June. I'm uh, also uh, an actor in film and television, many different various roles. Uh, got a lot of film projects and the books coming up, and a lot of film projects getting ready to come out as well. So I've been really busy since the pandemic hit last year. Nothing seemed seem to stop for me I, I'm still continuous working so uh, pretty much I'm just uh, your average dude out in the streets these days so uh, are you uh, you uh, do mostly uh, uh, acting now and uh, less wrestling or is it half and half or how do you uh, usually break that down well I'm doing a lot more acting than wrestling yes I actually retired went to retire a couple of years ago uh, to pursue more actively in the acting field, and my son and my nephew came to me and wanted to be wrestlers, and I thought they'd just train and be kind of cool to be able to have a little nice run with them for a little bit, and it's been almost three years since they've been in the business themselves, 
so I'm, I'm about ready to hang it up around this fall and be able just to concentrate solely on the acting part aspect of my career and uh, pretty much uh, move forward with that. And uh, we have uh, Richie Isavito as our guest here. We have, um, well, we have uh, 43 minutes here with Richie. So you uh, you want to want to retire uh, actually from uh, wrestling. So um, when you uh, when you step away from the ring, you uh, would you plan on uh, doing like uh, like shots every now and then, or are you just gonna uh, just close the book and uh, uh, concentrate on acting? Well, I, I mean, I'll make appearances and stuff uh, like that at shows, and, you know, set up my gimmick or merchandise table, whichever we're to call it these days, uh, and, uh, and do some meet and greets, maybe try to go out and do some, if they pick up the, some of the Comic-Cons and all that. Uh, but uh, I'm going to be, after wrestling, I'll be completely solely uh, functioning in, in the acting business. Uh which I've actually been doing that more than wrestling. Wrestling is pretty much uh, just here and there right now uh, for me. I've been just all last year. I've been busy doing more acting than anything uh, other than than wrestling, and, and that's about it. And uh, with uh, that being said, you know when uh, when you were uh, when you were uh, wrestling, um, when. Uh, you know, and you know, we'll, we'll touch on COVID a little bit uh, later. But uh, when was the last match that you had? My last match that I had was uh, just about a uh, over a month ago uh, against a young fella coming up in the business, pretty big uh, young kid, and he's a very uh, good sized individual. Uh, I think he calls himself uh, uh, Saturn Price, and. Uh, a very good kid, had a really good match with him and everything. I was really proud of that outcome. Of course, you know, you're under cover restrictions on some of these live events now, but but in the state of West Virginia, we're able to run shows and actually have people there, and the governor just just lifted up more bands in West Virginia. We're able to have more people to start attending now, so that kind of helps a lot in a lot of aspects and a lot of different fields here in the state of West Virginia. Uh, Richie Acevedo is our guest here. We have uh, 40 minutes here with Richie. Uh, so now when you were wrestling, uh, do you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you more of what the crowd thinks of you are? Well, I don't believe in such thing as a tweener as they like to come up. That came up back in the Attitude Era, and they tried to classify, you know, uh, wrestling, you know, in that but Back in that time, it was all heels. There was just different shades of gray. There was almost no baby face back in the Attitude Era. Uh, you're either baby face or you're a heel. And uh, it just seemed like everybody was a heel during that time, and that's when they come up with the tweener. There's no such thing as a tweener. You're either, you're either good or you're bad, and that's just it. Uh, uh, but I was uh, started off as a baby face under the hood as the Super B for Emil Dupree's Atlantic Grand Prix Wrestling. Then I became known as the Cuban Commando because everybody wanted me to emulate my dad so I looked a lot like him, but I didn't want to take his name. So I came up with I mean, he and Jerry Moore with the Cuban Commandos. I took the Cuban Commando name and was given more of a military-style image. And my dad was given more of a wild man image as a Cuban assassin. Then my dad retired and came out of retirement, and he and I teamed up. 
for the 1999 Legend Store Atlanta Grand Prix Wrestling, and that's when I became the Cuban Assassin with the hair and the beard grow out, and that's when I took over his gimmick. But I, uh, I, I, I basically more of a heel, but I have been babyface a couple times, but I'm basically a heel pretty much. Well, with that being said, Granny, we have a heel on our hands. We have Richie Acevedo. We have 39 minutes. What do you got, Granny? Go ahead. Well, I am Granny Holster. I'm just a huge fan of the sport, and Granny does not like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels when I have to. <laughs> One of yeah, my questions. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah I'm just. Uh, I was going to say that you, there's a lot of a lot of people from your your era watch wrestling, and I'm I'm grateful you call it a sport because in my book it's it, it still defines sport. Well, I had Ron Simmons give me a really nice compliment um, about, oh, a couple years ago when my husband and I got to meet him and Tony Atlas in an autograph signing. He said, Granny, he said, you're that true fan that we loved so much back in the day that we do not see hardly anymore at all. And I still consider that a very humbling compliment to this day, and I will always consider it very humbling. So uh, I guess one of my questions to you is, in all your times that you were wrestling, what was one of your most challenging matches, and who was it against? Well, uh, that's a good list there. I mean, I had some brutal matches with Rene Dupree, I even had some brutal matches with my dad when I was under the hood of Satanicus for both Can-Am Wrestling Federation and Stampede Wrestling. Uh, and me and my dad in the two-on-one handicap match against Kerbin, which is now a big movie star himself, Robert Maia. Uh But I would say my, my biggest challenging match uh, in wrestling, what I would have to say would be uh, against uh, Rene Dupree because... Uh, it, it was kind of more like a Von Eric and a Freebird type of situation between mm-hmm. uh, Renee, and, Renee and myself. Uh, but I would say he was probably my best, biggest challenge. And I say number two, number two would be my dad and uh, the original Cuban assassin. Number three would be Brian Logan, which is uh, from this area in the state of West Virginia. And number four would be my son, uh, the Cuban commando, and. Uh, and, uh, and, and number five, I would have to say, be my nephew, the Cuban mercenary. Wow, that's awesome. So, in, in your and in your career, was there anybody that you would have loved to have been able to wrestle against the ring that maybe you didn't get the opportunity to ever face? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely, man. I was a big fan of Tolly Blanchard growing up. Uh, I would love to have the opportunity to have a match with Tolly Blanchard or even with Rick Flair, uh, uh, even with Hulk Hogan. Uh, I would have loved to have matches with any of those three individuals. Uh, would have been uh, would have been a dream for me because they were the top guys, in my opinion, at that time in the business. And probably Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, I would have loved to have a match with him. Uh, I do want to elaborate on the, on the comment that Ron Simmons made. It's an absolute 100% truth. There are... There are no fans like that today that exist, which which is what we're missing, you know, uh, in this world of pro wrestling today. Well, I've met a lot of 
big time name stars over the years um, going to independent shows like I have. There was a organization that ran in Arkansas for quite some time called Traditional Championship Wrestling. I got to meet people yeah. like Tommy Dreamer, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Matt Hardy, Mickey James, Ricky and Robert, the Rock and Roll Express. Um, yeah. My goodness, I yeah. the name, I'm Jake Roberts, Diamond Dallas Page. I mean. Yeah, yeah. My dad wrestled Jake the Snake Roberts in uh, Stampede oh, Wrestling. Wow. And both me and my dad uh, have wrestled Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express. I've also wrestled wow. Hacksaw Jim Duggan myself personally. I know Hacksaw. Uh, and one of my protégés, Jason the Gift King K, used to wrestle in that very same promotion you're talking about, traditional championship wrestling. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I miss CCW. They still show the old reruns down in the Little Rock area on TV. And they quit running in 2013. And I still, to this day, still have people come up and say, hey, Aren't you that lady on TCW? Aren't you that lady in the yellow shirt on the front row? Aren't you Granny? And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but they always, I tell you, when TCW was running, oh, my God, they would have me in the front row. Of course, we always got front row seats anyways, but they would always put me in the front row, facing the cameras, right in the middle seat, because they knew the wrestlers would come and talk smack to me, and they knew that I would go right back and talk smack to, you know, back to them, you know, so. Right. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. That's, that's, that's what it's about is the fans, and the fans are the really true stars of, uh, of wrestling, so. Well, one of my independent wrestling friends, he gave me a, 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 another humbling, very humbling compliment he posted this on my Facebook page one day. He says, you know, it's funny when you get a better pop and you're more recognizable than most professional wrestlers. And I'm like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe he said that about me. But I, like I said, I considered it very humbling because I love interacting with the wrestlers. I love making it fun for the fans, you know, I mean. It's funny because I went to an independent show here just a couple weeks ago in Springdale, Arkansas, for a little federation called WCWA, and the show was called Purge, and it was like all the matches were hardcore. Anything went. And this one guy, he made his debut. He was from Texas. His name was Christian Mox, and he came out wearing like a football jersey, and he and we started calling the hogs and everything. And he's like... And he, he gets out of, and he says, crazy woman, sit down and shut up. Go back to the home. And I say, if you think you're man enough, Mox, why don't you step down out of that ring and tell me that to my face and try to make me sit down and shut up and make me sit in my seat. And he got in my face, and everybody started chanting, Granny, Granny, and he put his hands over his ears. And he says, no, don't say her name, don't say her name. And the more he said that, the louder the crap got. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. I love it. I love doing what I do. So it's an honor uh, and a pleasure to have you on our show tonight, by the way. My pleasure to be uh, here. Richie Ace is our guest here. Uh, we're going to kind of get into the thick of things now. Uh, 
you know, you mentioned uh, your match with uh, Rene Dupree. Uh, you were uh, yes. in a movie with uh, Rene, I believe. It was called, uh, what was it called? Wrestle Massacre, but I've also was in a, t- a children's uh, uh, French television sci-fi series uh, called Lunatics, and episode nine was Rene Dupree as well. That was my, actually my first act, uh, acting debut for somebody had anything to do from the uh, television camera for a TV show. It was Lunatics back in 1999. And then we did uh, Wrestle Massacre, which is now available online everywhere and, uh, in certain, certain retail stores and everything. But uh, Rene Dupree was in that movie, Wrestle Massacre, with me, along with the late Nikolai Volkov, the movie Wiggy Man, Jimmy Valiant, Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, The Sandman, Mr. USA, Tony Atlas, uh, were also in that movie as well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the movie? It's a low-budget uh, uh, low budget horror thrasher uh, uh, film by Fuzzy Monkey Films, which is available through Wild Eye Releasing now. Uh, and basically, the, I play a character that's kind of a caretaker and kind of a introvert, home buddy, somebody that nobody wants want to, you know, have anything to do with it. It's always picked on. And he's the son of a wrestler, wants to be a wrestler. He's trying to impress a girl that he works for that, that's really nice to him, but she has a, a boyfriend. And, and uh, everybody kind of picks on him. And he, he kind of gets made fun of at a wrestling school, just Jimmy Wigoo Man Baggins Wrestling School. And uh, he uh, uh, goes crazy. He gets mad. He ends up dressing up as a wrestler, going around killing people and tearing their bodies apart and everything. It's, uh, it was a fun movie shoot to do. Well, you know, the thing about uh, the movie is, if I'm not mistaken, you're you're featured on the cover of the movie. And uh, did they also make yes. an action figure of you? Well, they had a limited edition action figure of me, and there were some fans that made their own figures of me and everything from that movie. But while I releasing had a limited edition uh figure made of me. I never got one, you know, from uh, what I releasing or anybody of uh, the film itself, but, uh, and they're, they're getting ready to start production in part two, but, but sadly, I'm not going to be the one in part two. Uh, another wrestler named Max Morris will be in uh, part two of WrestleMaster 2. Um, I've been working a lot with a lot of other films. You can also see me in the Zombie Club, which is a Dean Kane anti-bullying film, you can get on Amazon Prime or through jcfilms.org. You can also see me in Promised Astrid and uh, see me in uh, Patient Zero, uh, uh, which is a coronavirus Patient Zero. Uh, you can see that on Tubi TV as well as you can see Wrestle Massacre on Tubi TV as well. Uh, and there's a bunch of other film projects I'm coming out. One just got released called Godsend, which is a uh, uh, Burning Ball, Burning Ball Productions, and it's out and available. You can get it on Amazon Prime now. But, uh, you know, I've been a lot of different things from TV shows like The Outsiders of WGN and Making the Mob, New York from AMC, and a bunch of other uh, features like, uh, you know, a lot of different uh, shows like TV One with my man and stuff like that. Now, um, we have uh, Richie H. Peters, our guest here. We have. Um, we have 28 minutes here with Richie. Now, uh, there's a there's a few movies uh, that you've uh, that you've been in that I'd like to ask you about if uh, we can uh, do sure. that. Sure. All right. Sure. Well, one one thing I I, I do want to ask you about, you know, and uh, we'll get off the the uh, wrestling massacre movie, but 
you know, you mentioned there's a low-budget horror film. It's uh, for uh, those of uh, uh, that are in my generation uh, would remember uh, uh, programs called USA Up All Night. They'd have the the great um, now. Don't take offense to this. They'd have the great C minus, D plus, F plus uh, horror films, and uh, Wrestling Massacre would probably. Uh, uh, be played at that time late at night, correct? Yes, that's actually the director, uh, Brad Twig. That's what he grew up watching with stuff like that and uh, Tommy Bender and uh, Roy Kauf, uh, Kaufman's uh, production of all his movies, and that's the kind of movies he makes. Uh, and, the, and the only reason why I took the, the offer to do Wrestle Massacre was because number one, it's a starring, uh, starring role, number two, it just seemed like a lot of fun to do, and I'm not really as much of a horror fan or anything like that, but that's the challenge you're trying to be an actor is you're trying to take on challenges that you know will be very, very uh, difficult for you to be part of or to do, and that was, that was a challenge to do that movie, but it was a lot of fun, too. Uh, well, you know, I'll tell you, you, uh, you, were, in a, uh, you were in a movie recently uh, you know, and uh, with, you know, I love you as an actor, and I hope you don't take this question the wrong way. But uh, you were in a movie with one of my all-time favorite actors, uh, Robert Carradine. What's it like working with him? Yes, uh, he was a quite nice guy. That movie was originally titled. It's a western movie, originally titled. Uh, oh, um, it's titled now The Marshal, but it was a different title. Uh, it was. Uh, Something in the Outlaws, but uh, but now it's called just the Marshall. Uh, but the, the being him and, and talking to him, it was a really good experience. And uh, you know, because that whole Carradine family, a lot of people don't understand. It's not just Robert Carradine, but his, his brother David Carradine from the Kung Fu TV series, which I was a big fan of growing up as a kid. And his father, about my age, and his father, which was a B B uh, B rated actor back in the day. He'd done a lot of movies like Wrestle Massacre uh, back in the day, and his brother too, you know, but uh, his other brother, but uh, but Robert was pretty cool, really nice guy, uh, you know, it was really fun to be around him uh, uh, and everything, but yeah, I got to meet him and, and talk to him, and, and uh, was on the same set and everything with uh, that, that movie, The Marshal, which you can also get, uh, it's at retails, uh, you can get video store retails, uh, such as Walmart, uh, you can also get it online. Uh, you can order through Amazon. I think it's also an Amazon Prime as well. Uh, it, uh, it's called Bill. The original title was called Bill Tigman. Bill Tigman and the Outlaws. It's based on an actual true story. That movie is. Uh, it was just challenging, fun to do that, and it was my first western that I, uh, I wanted. To, I love westerns. So I'm a big fan of them, and uh, that's why I went, took that part to uh, do a small cameo, if you will, part in the movie, so it was pretty cool to do with that, and, and to have them ask me to be part of it was a surprise, uh, so, so I was all on board for it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Richie Acevedo is our guest here, we got 24 minutes, now for those of you, uh, for those of you listeners that uh, don't know uh, Robert Carradine by name, uh, a couple of his famous roles, he played uh, Louis Skolnick in the Revenge of the Nerds movies, uh, that's actually... Uh, uh, my second favorite role of his, but of course, my first favorite role of his, uh, he was in the movie Cowboys. Uh, he played uh, Slim Honeycutt, and uh, 
he uh, he actually was in the the movie with John Wayne, uh, and I'm sure he uh, I'm sure he had some great stories about John Wayne, did he not? Well, he talked about working with uh, with the Duke and uh, John Wayne, and uh, you know he, he uh, talked about how much uh, differences from how they filmed westerns back in the day. This western was filmed in Berkeley Springs, West Virginia, and there's a guy that has a farm up there, and he actually built a little western town uh, setting on his his farm there because he didn't want his uh, ranchers and uh, to, you know, everybody worked on the farm there to uh, be bored. So when when they're working on the farm, it looks like they're walking through a little town, and then down in Berkeley, Berkeley Springs, that has a little abandoned uh, or closed-down grocery store, and they built a lot of sets inside that grocery store. I mean, a lot of sets was all inside there. That includes the saloon, saloon setting, which was what I was part of, and uh, that's where I got to meet Robert Curtin. But it also, that movie also starred and also met Lana Wood. And if you know who Lana Wood was, she was uh, uh, one of the James Bond girls from uh, Diamonds Are Forever. She played plenty, yeah. Plenty yeah. Of, she, she played plenty of O'Toole. Yeah, she was she was part of that movie too. And uh, meeting her was was a great honor, uh, and uh, it was great for her talking. See, I got to talk to her about her work with Sean Connery, and got to talk to Robert Carradine about him working with John Wayne. So it was kind of cool. You know, and uh, we have Richie Acevedo as our guest here, and uh, uh, we have uh, 21 minutes here. And I, I actually, uh, Richie, I wish we had 21 years left with you because uh, this is awesome. And, uh, uh, you know, we're not going to be able to cover everything we want to cover in the next 20 minutes, but hopefully we'll be able to get you on again. Uh, you know, if you'd, be want, if you'd be open for that, we would uh, we'd love to have you on again. But don't go away yet. Okay. We've still got more questions. But, um yeah, now, there's, yeah, a couple, yeah. There's, there's, there's a couple other uh, uh, things I want to ask you, uh, a couple other movie things, and then uh, uh, I want to ask you about, uh, you know, a, more, a, little, a little more about the Cuban test, but uh, a couple other uh, movies that you did that you were in that had been pretty cool. Uh, you were in, uh, made an appearance in uh, Creed 2. Uh, yes. I believe. And uh, did you uh, also not do a movie called The Mountaineer? Yes, uh, Creed Two. Uh, I've got to be a feature role, and you can actually see me for a brief few seconds at the very beginning of the film when the uh, promoter is looking, checking out for uh, Drago's son, uh, and uh, and I'm right there in the corner, right before it says Creed Two, and then uh, then the rest of it was just a fan. But if you see the, the Drago banner, that Drago banner that comes up, that's me holding it up, and then he kind of CGI'd it for some reason, but that was me holding it up and everything, but they did a reverse, like he went over his shoulder, and uh, I got, they, they they gave me that banner, I actually got that Drago banner that they gave me the key from that, and uh, Mountaineer is my film uh, production, Mountain Man Productions, uh, and it's a simple story about uh, Mountain Man it's actually a, a, a love story between two young couples, and the girl's hand been promised in marriage to a coal baron, and her and the boy and the coal baron, you know, kind of very overbearing kind of person, like very possessive. They try to get away from him. He sends his uh, posse after to bring him back to marry his son, 
and uh, and they and they happen to run across the mountain man, and the mountain man, you know, kind of tries to help them, uh, you know, stuff in the, in the movie. But it's uh, that'll be coming out here. It's actually completed, and uh, it'll be coming out here for sale. I'll be doing self-distributing on my social media outlets uh, for the Mountaineer. But I should be having copies made here in the next month or so to have for sale. And uh, one other uh, uh, feature that you did, uh, which is kind of topical now, uh, I believe that you uh, were involved in the only movie to this point about the coronavirus, uh, coronavirus, uh, coronavirus patient zero. Is that correct? I'm actually in two of them, uh, coronavirus patient zero, which is on Tubi TV. I have a small part in that movie. Uh, and uh, I'm also uh, in Coronavirus: The Perfect Storm, which is uh, which is actually a three it's a three story movie, but I'm not in the third one because the third one deals with children. But I'm in the first one, Patient Zero, Coronavirus: Patient Zero, and Coronavirus: The Perfect Storm. Yeah, uh, that that movie there, uh, uh, it, it, it's a it pretty much tries to explain pretty much how the coronavirus got here and how it took off. And we had to kind of film that under the radar because during the time of the filming, we were actually filming it uh, when when all the uh, when all the production stuff was uh, going on. Uh, the pandemic. Hang on a second. But uh, when the pan when the pandemic was going on and everything, so we had to film it under under the radar. So. So uh, you were in the first two movies, unfortunately not going to be in the third one. So uh, I mean, I'm sure the third one uh, is good, but it's not going to be it's not going to be that great because you're not going to be in it. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, uh, all JC Films movies. Uh, I encourage everybody to watch any JC Films movies or uh, or any any film production I work for. I mean, um, I may not be a fan of uh, a lot of these films, but. Uh, I am uh, uh, a fan uh, of a lot of J.C. films because it's family-oriented uh, programming and everything. I just did a, a movie called Patriot's Day, and I'm also going to be in one that's coming out called The Bridge. I'm in one that's just been released called Light Up Night. You know, I do a lot of background work for him, too, in his films, and and, uh, and that, I'm also going to be in None, Nancy. They'll be coming out soon, too. I encourage everyone to check all, all, all three stories of the coronavirus. They're all good stories, and they all have good meaning behind them. Uh, Richie Acevedo is our guest here. We've got about uh, 15 minutes. We, we may have a little, uh, a little more uh, time because we have a little more air time because um, the, the studio is loving this interview. I don't know if uh, Big Swing is listening. I don't know if he's got a question. Uh, if not, uh, we'll proceed. But... Uh, you know, you, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh production company. Um, you uh, you didn't get a few projects you're working on. Uh, you, uh, kind of tell us a little bit about them. What was that now? Well, you're breaking that really bad icon at times. I couldn't even oh, understand it. Uh, well, we have a storm going on here. Uh, you uh, mentioned that you have a uh, production company that uh, that you have. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about uh, the projects that you're working on and your upcoming projects? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
uh, I, I'm, I, I got Mountain Man Productions I've been starting up, which is uh, the Mountaineer is the lead off from that. And the second movie that I've done, uh, which is called, uh, it's a comedy drama called Boxer vs. Wrestler. And that's pretty much just going to be like kind of watching like a, a regular wrestling TV show, kind of like the Monday Night Raw. Uh, but, uh, and that's in post-production now. Um, you know, uh, everything's looking pretty good on that too. So hopefully be able to have it available by the end of the year, you know, or beginning of next year. Um, but uh, uh, I just wanted to try to get my hands involved in a lot of indie film. I fell in love with a lot of indie film work because you got more boundaries that you can work with than what you do in a big production. But I'm also all about working on big production film work as well. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, going to stay solely to, to indie film. I'm going to do them all. I want to do everything. And uh, but, uh, but I want to do my own thing too, which is Mountain Man uh, Productions. Uh, so right now, the first two films is The Mountaineer, which should be out in a couple months. And then Fox vs. Restaurant, I hope I should have it completely uh, edited together and everything and out by the end of the year, hopefully. Uh, so um, where where uh, is your uh, where are your studios located at? Okay, I don't have an uh, actual studio. Uh, uh, independent films is uh, is different than big productions. You got different grades of indie films. Some indie films do have studios, like JC Films has three studios. They got one in uh, Bridgeport, West Virginia, another one in Ohio, and another one over. They just opened up over in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, but uh, I, I work with other film productions and other film companies and making my films. And everything I shoot is basically on location shooting. So, you know, uh, independent film goes out. If you're in any film, you're going out and you're finding the location to shoot at and everything. So there's more on-film location shooting involved with any film work than, than there is on a studio, per se. Uh, hopefully one day, as, the, as Mountain Man Productions grow, I'll be able to get a, a uh, big building where I can have an actual studio where I can put everything in. Right now, Mountain Man Productions is just a small indie indie, uh, indie uh, production business and starting out small, literally out of my own apartment uh, off of a laptop, you know, so... Uh, like most any film makers are today, they started out small, worked their way up, and uh, hopefully you can get studios like JC Films started off small, but now they got three studios, and they even got their own uh, uh, acting uh, classes where people can go and try to uh, learn how to act and take courses in acting, and they do it both. They do them in several different states. So, uh, uh, but. You know, hopefully Mountain Man Productions, I can get to grow and become bigger. People can uh, follow uh, Mountain Man. They can like Mountain Man Productions on Facebook. I just looking up Mountain Man Productions. Got my ugly mug. It's a symbol. And, uh, and you can also follow my actors page on Facebook, which is Richie Acevedo, actor. And I also got a YouTube channel, which is uh, Cuban Mano, the actual number two, which is all one word together. You know, Cuban. U-B-A-N-M-A-N-O, Mano, action number two. They can follow me there. Uh, Richie Acevedo is our guest here. We got uh, we got 12 minutes here, give or take. Now, is there a, a, a favorite uh, 
location that you like to film at uh, uh, compared to other places? Actually, uh, I love filming on the Outsiders TV set that they had up in more, uh, uh, Moreauville, uh, Pittsburgh, which is outside uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania. It's outside there, and that's in Pennsylvania, Moreauville, Pennsylvania. And uh, I thought it was one of the most beautiful settings that they had in the, in the middle of the only wooded area that you would never think was there in that, in that city. <laughs> so it was amazing to see a little wooded area, but to be in that little wooded area, you just think you was in the mountains, and you're... And it's just a little small wooded area, and they have this nice uh, labyrinth set there. It's beautiful. Uh, uh, but uh, but that was one of my favorite sets to be on was on Outsiders for WGN. Now uh, I'll uh, I'll put this out there, and our fans knew it was coming. Uh, actually, a couple questions here for you. Uh, sure. You know the uh, the icon made you a cool little collector's card. What was your thought on that? The white mouse said that one more time. That uh, that collector's card I sent you for your uh, appearance. Oh, for my appearance? I, I didn't even uh, know this. I don't know. I don't think I even got a chance to look at it. The collector's card. Uh, so right, well, I'll, so uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll, re- I'll resend it to you, uh, so you have yeah. it. Um, uh, and. Uh, uh, you know, and like I say, I'll kind of put this out there, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll understand if you're, you know, if you're uh, unable to do it. But uh, we have uh, we have a contest that we started here on the show, uh, and uh, I don't know if you'd be able to do it. Uh, if you could send us a, be able to send us a few autographs for some oh, giveaways. But uh, yeah, I, I actually, actually, I owe you guys some autographs from the last interview segment that I did. I gotten so tied up uh, with some work, and then the pandemic hit. And then during the pandemic, I, I, for some reason or another, I had gotten busier than I ever was just uh, working on the, uh, on the on action. I mean, I did all last year was was like majority of everything I'd done was acting last year, which was a totally amazing thing to happen, which like everything shut down. And all of a sudden, I was still busy acting. And I, it was just one of those weird things. Uh as I, as I started off last year doing uh, the pilot called DMC for HBO, which stars Rosario Dawson and Benjamin Bratt, which I got to be talk to them both on there. And uh, I, I guess they're still in production. I, I knew that they had to hurry up to film and get it done uh, because they were shutting everything down in Atlanta where they were filming at. Uh, but I apologize for uh, being caught up and busy, but I'll, try, I'll definitely try to get those photographs to you. Just got to give me a little bit of time. Uh, I got to get some more printed up. The print shop actually had to, had to move their business from out of the business building into their own home because of the pandemic. They shut it, they got shut down, so they're operating out of their own home. And uh, so I've been, uh, I had to go over to their place, to the print shop, in order to have this printed up. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's fine. Whenever you can get us to us, but uh, we're gonna do the contest uh, again uh, this week, uh, starting from uh, the end of uh, this show to the start of next show. Uh, uh, what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm gonna select one person who likes her page uh, will win a uh, uh, eventually get an autographed picture of uh, Richie uh, for being uh, for uh, liking our page. So we'll go ahead and do that for you. Uh, and the other thing I'm going to put out there, you know, uh, 
when you get, uh, you know, when you start uh, doing uh, movies and stuff, more movies, uh, uh, I do anything to uh, either uh, be part of your movie or have a cameo. I mean, I'll come out, I'll carry your bags, I'll get you coffee, I'll shine your shoes, uh, uh, you whatever. You, you, won't have to, you, you, you won't have to go out of your way doing that. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, depending on where I'm filming at and if you're closer, you want to make the trip out, that's not a problem, uh, you know, on, on any of my film productions. You know, I definitely keep uh, keep you in mind. You know, I, I wish I could have brought Granny up. I wish I could have brought Granny up to uh, Box vs. Wrestling. She would have been perfect for that movie. Hey, Granny, wouldn't that be great to have you uh, have you in a movie? Yeah, Granny, would be great to have Granny that in a movie. That would be awesome. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, yeah she would be awesome. perfect. And, and just think, Granny, you could wear your Granny Hulkster shirt, and then it would be even more mm-hmm. famous than it already is. And then you could put it on eBay <laughs> for $10,000. I think it would be funny to have Granny be uh, a villain in a movie because she hates heels so much. But she could be, like, the antagonist in a movie. Yeah. Um, Obviously, well, you did not hear the conversation that I had earlier in the program, Big Swing. <laughs> no, I uh, – well, m- well, listen, I, I'm, I'm doing production stuff. I'm in and I out, know, but I, I just think it would are, be funny. I know you are. I know you are. Yeah, but you didn't hear the proposition that I had offered to me last week on another podcast I'm a part oh. of. Oh. <laughs> no, I did not. You have to fill me in on that. Oh, I will. Off the air, of course. Uh, hey, yes. uh, Big yes. Swing, uh, you, 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 you got to have a guest for our uh, – you got to have a question for our guest. Go ahead. Well, I don't know, obviously, what you guys have already covered. Well, what you didn't. Um, but I guess just – uh, and again, if you've already answered this, I apologize. It's coming to shut up. But, um, take us through your kind of your life. How'd you get involved in this business? What What were some of your passions and your motivations, and why did you decide to go down this field? Like, was there a particular moment in your life where you were like, "This is what I want to do," or was there, you know, uh, something that happened that led you to it? Or just kind of give us a little background. Well, that, that's an easy thing to answer. Uh, all my life, since I was a little kid, um, playing, you know, I, I've always been pretty much a storyteller, and pretty much that's what pro wrestling is—is is, is storytelling. You're it's a bunch of little uh, stories that tells a bigger story, and uh, individual matches or individual stories to put a big part in the big story. And ever since I was a little kid, and I was playing and everything, I, I, I think I was destined to be an entertainer ever since I was a kid. I never really was trying to pursue any of it. Uh, I was, was there a particular the wrestling story that motivated you in, in specific that you were like, wow, like this is really captivating and, and they did this really well? Because I know that there's a lot of wrestling stories that suck, um, but there's a lot of them that are like, geez, you know, I, I want to see what happens next week. I'm invested in it. Was it one of those for you? Well, no. no I, I grew up watching my dad in the 70s what wrestling and, and, and then I grew up watching, you know, uh, NWA in the 80s, but uh, my, uh, you know, I wanted to be my dad's tag team partner, but originally I wanted to be a cartoonist in an airline or an airline pilot, but none of that happened. Uh, I graduated, my dad flew me to Canada, and he didn't like me having free living, so he trained me, put me in the ring, so I had to pay my fair share of the bills, that's where the, I became a pro wrestler. Uh, I just stuck to it for 32 years, and then uh, as far as the acting, well, wrestling led me to acting, 
which my first thing I did, which was uh, Lunatic, they have Renee Dupree as the star of that episode, which is on my YouTube channel, that episode, Lunatic. And it's a sci-fi French television show. And uh, and Renee got me on on that. And, uh, and so I had a feature on Lunatics. That was the first thing I ever done with acting. I was going to pursue it then, but I was at that time dealing with then the World Wrestling Federation, now the WWE and WCW World Championship Wrestling. That was back in 1999, and I wanted to, uh, you know, try to pursue that because I was so close to it. I never got a contract from them, but I had gotten, I had dealt with them for for a few years, but never really got that big contract with them or anything. And then uh, the acting just happened to come up, uh, an opportunity just present itself to do acting. Uh, it seemed like I run into a lot of uh, indie film directors and a lot of, and Robert Maia, which was one of my big influences going to acting, uh, as, as well as uh, Brian Logan doing his own productions uh, to do his own documentary film that got me started in that direction. And, and of course, uh, watching Jennifer Lawrence and the Hunger Games with my daughter really, uh, really was the more like, well, I, you know, I can do this. Because I had gotten casting calls for that somehow, not even knowing I was part of a casting group or been liking thing. And then I, so I just kind of just like, well, I'll give it a shot and took some video acting lessons. And then, like, hey, this is pretty much like pro wrestling. So I was like, it's a little bit easier, simple for my body. I'll give it a shot. And uh, I said, I'll give it 10 years. And it's been six years now. And actually, I'm having the time of my life and enjoying every single bit of it. Uh, Richie Esmeet is our guest here. We got uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna keep you a little extra time. We got uh, we still got about uh, 15 minutes left of uh, radio time, so we're gonna have you on for another 10 minutes if you get if you got time to hang on with us. But uh, sure, you know, um, uh, you know, I've uh, I I know a lot of your background, and uh, I don't know if you'd agree with this or not. And now I'm gonna ask you a few other questions about a few things. Uh, you know, you uh, you have the you have the longer hair, and you have the you still have the long hair and the beard now, correct? Well, I have the long hair, and I have a kind of like a Hulk Hogan mustache now. I I had to change my appearance for the role box versus wrestler, and change my appearance a little bit for some other acting roles. Uh, since I'm retiring from pro wrestling, I figured that you know it's time to kind of go different route and everything, uh, so I can. Be more adversable for other roles in film Well, see, the reason why I ask is because uh, I mean uh, I've seen most of uh, pictures of you with with the beard and the long hair, and you just seem a lot more menacing when when you have the beard yes. and long hair. Would you agree? Oh yes, uh, but that 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 look came from my dad, and I look identical to him, and my dad. Use that look because he looked like so much like Fidel Castro, and that's where he come up with the Cuban assassin character for wrestling. So that, that's what the whole the whole backstory on my dad creating that character was because he looked like Fidel Castro, and he and that's just how that persona came about for him. And and it was something still fresh in the news, you know, uh, when he became a wrestler. Uh, so it, you know, I just took over his image because I I couldn't get away from it. Everybody wanted me to be my dad, and uh, I, I wanted to be at uh, the age of Richie Acevedo, and 
but I became the Cuban assassin because I looked so much like him and I wrestled just like him in a lot of ways. So, uh, but that's just how that happened. But I, I wanted to go my in, in acting. I want to be, I want to be uh, adversable to everything. You know, uh, I don't want to be just one image, one look. I want to be multiple images, multiple looks. Uh, we can excuse our guest here. We've got about uh, eight minutes left here. Uh, there's one. There's one other uh, thing I want to ask you about. Then there's one other movie I kind of uh, I, I I I just can't get out of my head because I loved it so much. But on your uh, uh, and we'll do this real quick. If our fans want to check you out and see what you're doing, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? Well, you, they can they can you know track me on my uh, my Facebook pages, which is under my name Richie Acevedo, which is uh, A-C-E-B-E-D-O and i got an acting uh, Facebook page which is better to follow me there uh, you can also like my uh, Mountain Man Productions page on Facebook I met Richie uh, Scotty Speedo on Instagram uh, I'm also on Snapchat just can't remember the actual uh, address on that but I'm on YouTube you can contact me there at Cuba Mano, actual number two, to my YouTube channel. Uh, lots of content there. My dad, myself, my son, my nephew, and other content available on my YouTube channel. And, uh, you know, but uh, uh, they can see a lot of the films I'm in on Amazon Prime, uh, also on Tubi TV. You can check me out on, you can go to jcfilms.org because I've been a lot of JC Films here lately. And, uh, and the films are out there. You can also check me out on my INDB page as well. You can contact me there, too. Uh, my INDB page is just Richie Acevedo. Uh, got my ugly bug and the yellow jacket on there. Uh, you know, there's one thing I was going to ask you on your Facebook page. Uh, you know, on your on your profile uh, on your Facebook, yes. uh, there's uh, in the little in the little circle box there, there's a, there's a wrestler... Uh, you know, yes. with, uh, who is that? That is, uh, Chuck Nunley, known in West Virginia, Spider Crowley. He had passed away, uh, last week, you know, uh, he was one of my, one of my best opponents I had in the ring, and, uh, and, and I had a lot of memories and a lot of shows with him, and he's a tag team partner, Johnny Blast, and, uh, but Chuck had passed away in his sleep. He was 51 years old. Uh, he's more known in, in West Virginia uh, and the surrounding states uh, in, in pro wrestling. But he had passed away. Uh, I, you know, I was also good friends with Tracy's mothers and all that too when he passed away. But but with Spider, he actually he actually doesn't he, he actually lived 30 minutes away from where I live in West Virginia and actually was a, a very good artist and a very close personal friend of mine. That's awesome, and I'm so I'm sorry to hear about the loss. Uh, that's uh, pretty sad. I guess I didn't know that. Um, well, you know, we know God's got to have uh, wrestlers in heaven too. Right, and uh, you know, um, that's true. You know, unfortunately, that uh, the, he has taken a, a few of our favorites. Uh, of course, my favorite will always be Roddy Roddy Piper. You know, and uh, yeah. I miss him every day. You know. Um, so we have uh, Richie Acevedo um, as our guest here. So um, 
you're uh, you said you're uh, you're going to be wrapping up uh, in uh, retiring from England competitions. You know, uh, do you have plans of when and where your last match might be, and who uh, you want it to be against, or who it will be against? Ah, uh, well, uh, I do have plans. Uh, uh, I want to end it in September. People ask me why September. Well, because I'll be 51 in September. Uh, the other thing is uh, it'll, it'll end in uh, at Bluefield, West Virginia, and uh, it will uh, end in a match that will be involving uh, uh, me, and my son, and my nephew. I just figured it'd be best to go out with the family thing. That's awesome. And uh, you, um, uh, is there a, is there a, uh, another, there's not another Cuban assassin out there, is it? Or like a tag team partner? Yes. Has, I have another. Fidel no, uh, uh, Sierra got, yeah, Fidel Sierra is the other Cuban assassin that's known from WCW. Fidel uh, Sierra got the name from my dad uh, when he was, wrestling with my dad, I think, up in Portland, Oregon, and also up in uh, Calgary. And uh, he liked my dad's gimmick, and he asked permission to use the gimmick. And and my dad said, yes, you be the Cuban. I don't plan to go back to the United States anymore. You be the Cuban assassin in the United States. I'll be the Cuban assassin in Canada. And Fidel Sierra came straight to Turner when they had WCW and uh, acquired WCW in uh, 88. And I got into the wrestling business myself in 1989. None of us knew that I was going to be involved in wrestling. But we're all Cuban assassins. Fidel Sierra is a very close personal friend of mine and my dad's. And uh, he's very much the Cuban assassin as my dad is, as I am. He's a great guy, a great wrestler himself. And, uh, and he, you know, he is a Cuban assassin. My dad's a Cuban assassin. I'm the Cuban assassin. My son, my nephew, is a Cuban assassin. Jerry Morrow, Cuban assassin. Frank Frank Sieberstein is the other Cuban assassin that my dad tagged with that uh, I consider my uncle, Uncle Frank, and uh, he's a Cuban assassin. Jack Kruger was a Cuban assassin. Uh, so, you know, th- th- there's many Cuban assassins that's out there, and there's also the MMA fighter out there now, the boxer, that uses the name the Cuban assassin. So, and there was a there was a uh, a heavy metal uh, band that called themselves the Cuban Assassins from out Halifax, Nova Scotia, as well. That, that they actually asked permission to use the name, and so it was kind of thrilling to, that they did that. So we let them use the name, and uh, but I don't think they play anymore. But they they did play for a short while in uh, Halifax, Nova Scotia. But uh, but yeah, there, there's been many Cuban assassins. They're all Cuban assassins. Well, uh, uh, I don't know if you can, but maybe you can hook us up with Fidel. But uh, you know, I'm not taking that away from any uh, of those. But uh, to me, you'll always be my favorite Cuban assassin because of uh, you know your appearances on the show and all that you do for us. We do appreciate that. I do. I appreciate that. But my book, my dad will always be the original. Cuban assassin and the one and only. As as the old saying goes, often imitated but never duplicated. Right, exactly. Uh, so we have uh, Richard Acevedo with us here. We got uh, we got a few more minutes here before we got to wrap it up. Uh, I know that the big swing is getting the, the signal to wrap it up, but 
You know, uh, Richie, I do, I, I do appreciate it. Uh, whenever you can get those autographs to us, whatever you can do for us, we'd appreciate it. And uh, sure I just recently, I, uh, I just recently watched The Marshall. Um, I actually yeah. got, I actually, I actually bought the movie at, uh, at Walmart. Um, yeah. And I'm like, hey. Robert Carradine, Revenge of the Nerds, and the Cuban Assassin. Richie Zavino's in this. I gotta check this thing out, you know. And I loved it. Yeah. And I'm gonna, I'm just, uh, in the next couple weekends, I'm gonna head over to my parents. My dad loves westerns, and uh, yeah. I'm going to uh, have him check it out. Uh, maybe yeah, I can I'll, uh, I'll send you a copy of the movie. You can autograph that for me too. Yeah, I, I, I definitely love to do that. I'll send you a copy of The Mountaineer as well. I would, I would appreciate that. And, uh, my uh, dad's got his uh, his birthday coming up. I'd like to give that to him for his birthday. Yeah, I'd like to get that to you. That'd be great. And I'll send that out, a copy of that to you as well. So. Awesome. Well, and uh, like I said, we got to wrap this up here. We do appreciate. It. Like I say, if uh, if you uh, if you have an extra uh, an extra part that you need filmed in your your next movie, I'll uh, I'll do whatever I can. I'll even hitchhike to come out there. Uh, I'd love to be a part of it, uh, and I guarantee you, everybody in Fargo, North Dakota, will do a premiere movie for you, and the whole state will talk about it, and then you'll be the uh, <coughs> number one celebrity in the history of the state behind Roger Maris. You, you, you know, you know, I wrestled up in uh, uh, North Dakota just about two years ago. Uh, I was up that way wrestling, wrestling at a, a actual tent up there for. Uh, group up there. I'm trying to remember the name of the group though, um, but uh, it was like a Christian-based uh, kind of group there, but it, Rick Dialgo was the guy that, that ran the show up there. Uh, and I wrestled up there a couple years ago. If I'd known, if I, if I known how close you were to that part of there, I would have come out and visited you. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, man, anytime uh, you want to come out, uh, I'll uh, make sure you get a place, and uh, I'll do anything I, I have to to be a part of your your next uh, your next uh, movie. Uh, and uh, you're awesome, and uh, I'm glad that you're on with us tonight. We hope we can have you on for a third time. You can be part of the three yeah. timers club. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be great to be a three timer. Awesome, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you, Richie Acevedo, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we got about three minutes left of our time before we get kicked off the air here. I want everybody to uh, make sure you go to our Off the Ropes page. Uh, the update for next week's show will either hit on Friday night or Saturday night. Uh, and uh, it's uh, it's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, the only way you can find out who we got coming on is to go to our Facebook page and start liking it because we're going to start giving uh, autographs and stuff away to our, our guests from the previous week. To those that started liking our page, so I'll be monitoring that, um, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So, um, you know, we'll we'll be doing this every week. Uh, we have guests booked up from now on for the next year and a half. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Coronavirus has not slowed us down. Uh, I have a feeling that uh, our ratings will beat coronavirus uh, before too long, and uh, you know, it, it's going to be great. And uh, keep listening to us because uh, we're not going anywhere. Right, Granny? You're still with us. That's right. Thanks, You're still That's with right. us. We ain't going anywhere. For sure. That's awesome. So we got about uh, 60 seconds here before uh, 
big swing hits the uh, where uh, big swing hits the uh, the music. So yeah, the outro button. Um, in three, two, one. What's the answer? Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.